Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa, no matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you, located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Jennifer Fagan of Neighbor Insurance has the knowledge and expertise to properly insure your auto, home, life, business, farm, and crops with a sense of urgency when it is needed most when you file a claim. Contact Jennifer at Jennifer at NeighborInsurance.com. There are big changes coming to downtown Wellman. New storefronts and Buckwalder Motors is proud to be part of those changes. You can still find that reliable family car for you or your student at Buckwalder Motors in Wellman. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham present Southeast Iowa Today. I'm John Bain, author of Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, and your host. On this archived episode of Southeast Iowa Today, I visit with some folks from the city of Wayland, Iowa, and we discuss the innovative way they are maintaining the city's sewer lagoon. Well, I am excited and honored to be sitting in the Wayland, Iowa City Council room with Julianne Stauffer, who is deputy clerk for the city, Isaiah Stauffer, who is the uh, water and waste uh, superintendent, and Aaron Barnhart of Public Works. And all three of you, thanks for being on Southeast Iowa today. Well, thank you. Yep. You're welcome. Now, Isaiah, and I'm saying everybody's names right now because you folks listening, wherever you're at, you can't see who I'm talking to. So I'm going to send this first question to Isaiah. And there's some things going on uh, connected with the DNR and the City Lagoon for, I assume, for wastewater and that sort of thing. Can you tell us what's all in the works on that? Yeah. So um, I think back in 2017, we kind of got some new wastewater permits from the DNR, just tightening limits and adding a few new things to control. And uh, we found a company just kind of getting their feet wet and took a chance on them. And we got into a pilot program and uh, everything seems to be working good right now. Now, what exactly does that entail as far you know, when you said they get your feet wet, I, I started to laugh at that. <laughs> but what, what exactly, for us folks who don't know the ins and outs of uh, the city sewer system, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, a lot of lagoon wastewater activity depends on how much oxygen you have to break down um, the bad stuff that's in the water. And so we were kind of shell-shocked when we first got our permit. And uh, this company was specializing in, in nano bubbles, nanotechnology, micro bubbles, and, um, and adding some enzymes along with it and, to eat up the bad stuff. Okay, that's so. what I was just going to ask. So those enzymes and such are 
taking care of uh, the stuff that uh, we no longer want. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yep. And, and what was the name of that company you're working with? Uh, BES. It's Baldridge Environmental Solutions. Okay. And where where are they from? Um, well, they started out in a garage here in town, and and uh, I, I think headquarters is down in Mount Pleasant right now. Okay, so a very local, local local business here in southeast Iowa. So um, so will this be like an ongoing process that you, you do with these folks? Yeah, as long as the DNR and we're keep hitting our numbers, I think we'll continue as long as we can. So are the folks at DNR happy with Wayland right now? So far, yeah. Okay. Yep, for well, sure. That's got to be always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Now, on uh, as far as the um, – there's also a pilot program going on right now. Uh, which one of you folks would like to make the first comments on that? I, they're all looking at Julianne. <laughs> <laughs> so the pilot program is basically what Isaiah explained. A lot of other towns are – you have to go into some sort of a system – with the DNR to make sure that you meet code and regulations. There's a few options out there and the pilot program, like he said, it started off in a garage. So you know how the uh, businesses, I guess, begin at some point, someone takes a risk and we've started this thing called a pilot program with this company BES. And we uh, had really good turnouts with them, been meeting numbers. They're a great company to work with. So as long as everything keeps going, we will stay in that pilot program, or I guess some people might think of it like a contract, something like that. So we'll keep there and not have to be pushed into anything else. And essentially, the goal is to save millions of dollars for the town. Um, It's definitely a little bit more hands-on of a company, which our crew is wonderful at. They are very knowledgeable. They are ready to be taught any of the details needed Uh, with the company being local that we work with they are also very hands-on and anytime day or night we can call them we interact with them back and forth Uh, they've actually kind of built some friendships in between there so a really good company that I foresee will be keeping around as long as everything meets code they're they're not just with us too they're also with a few other towns. I'm not a hundred percent sure how many they're into now, but we're not the only ones kind of started off with a gentleman that I guess my blonde terms would be, he has bugs in a bag and he's been to third world countries and he's cleaning up rivers and all kinds of things, making it available for drinking water and stuff. So it's quite an amazing educational process. That's pretty fascinating. It's incredible. So, so, and all that started right here in Wayland, yeah. Iowa, in, uh, in a garage. Yeah. And now, yeah. They're, now they've got a bigger garage yeah. in, <laughs> right. in Mount Pleasant, <laughs> and uh, they're, they're taking care of uh, yeah. things throughout the area. Yeah. Now, when you say saving millions of dollars, I would think that uh, any of the Wayland, Iowa taxpayers that might hear this podcast will be happy with that. Absolutely. There's a lot of times that I just, you know, as a normal person, before I started here, I would never have considered where my wastewater was going or where my fresh water was necessarily coming from, right? It's just the tower that it produces, correct? Or it's just the pool out the back 40, you know, outside the city limits that it goes to. But there's so much that's in between the process. And there's a lot of regulations out there in the world that protects the individual person. So coming on here since 2019, I think is when I started, I've learned a lot. I've taken a lot of dates down to the lagoon and to be taught and educated. And I honestly, 
very fascinated by how you can help your water system. Um, simple things that I never realized, like you're cleaning out a paintbrush at home in your kitchen sink. Mm -hmm. Probably not the wisest thing to do. It goes right down to the lagoon system. <laughs> Uh, and do the just, bugs eat paint? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> bugs are not fond of the paint. No, they're not. <laughs> you know, all those wonderful feminine hygiene products that people flush down, that stuff doesn't go away. It literally gets into your lagoon. It is crazy that you can physically see it and it doesn't go away. It doesn't disappear. And you're constantly as a city having to be proactive on how to take care of that stuff or how to remedy it mm -hmm. or... When it happens, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And like I said, they're just a really good hands-on crew. Not every town has that availability. So when I say they have an opportunity to save millions, it's because, let's be honest, DNR is going to say you're going to have to make these numbers. So you're forced to do that. They have a couple of solutions on how to do that, which if you drive around to some towns, you'll see like a mechanical process that um, has been installed. And, you know, you're talking about you have to have the ground for that. You have to have the maintenance for that. You have to have all of the original startup fees for that. So it's extremely expensive. Here we are managing and maintaining what we already have in our lagoon and being proactive as well. Not only are we meeting numbers right now for our DNR, but we are also trying to be proactive. They're always going to change, you know. Sure. When somebody wants a dollar a year from now, they want two. So... Yeah. <laughs> So a month from now, they want to. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're trying to also be proactive and, hey, let's go ahead and test for this because it's coming down eventually. Um, this BES program has actually worked with uh, the university, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. University of Iowa. University of Iowa. So we've had lots of tours down at our lagoon <laughs> from other towns, from the university. Um, actually, I believe we've had some representatives here um just touring kind of see what was going on and when you talk what we're doing. so saving millions of dollars um doing something that i'm making the assumption is improving the environment absolutely uh all done locally Anytime you can save money like that is a great thing. But then the guys that make money off those other stuff, they're going to say, well, that isn't as good Correct. Which, as what we're doing. And you need right. to spend those millions of dollars with us. How in the world do you to come to the educated decision of, yes, this is the way to go. And uh, this actually is working and doing it. And, and then does it become a model? Like you said, you had other communities that have uh, visited does it become a model for those other communities so Absolutely. that they can let their folks save dollars too? Right. I think it does become a model. Um, Aaron Barnhart being on council when he, you know, what, eight months ago or so you were on council, he got to sit back and make the decisions as far as the council member. Now he sits here on the side of being an employee. So he's kind of got a full circle of, because you're not a council member now. No, right? no. Okay. We want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah, he's Any, not a council member yeah. now. <laughs> um, but when he was sitting in the council seat, he would get to sit back and listen to people like Isaiah, you know, who met day-to-day -day and spoke day-to-day -day with BES about the productivity of all of this. Mm -hmm. um, so Aaron would be educated in that direction to be able to say as a council, yes, we've got this. We can go in for this. Part of this puzzle that I think makes it all work 
is our group. Mm-hmm. It's literally the crew. It's people like Aaron, Isaiah, Barry going down there, making sure that pumps are still operating when the storm comes through, making sure that the tanks that they have down there, hey, you know, a pump went out or the heating unit went out because the bugs like to be warm during the winter. So <laughs> yeah. we well, we have all those little known facts that they have really come about. And I guess what makes it and sets it apart that we're staying with the company and not doing the others, it's because of our overall crew. Well, I'll tell you, That's this how is, everybody's working. I'm going to use this word <laughs> another time. So it'll be twice now. This is fascinating to me. We're, <laughs> this podcast is at a two fascination point at this point. I want to ask Aaron Barnhart, um, who's with public works now, Aaron, be seeing it from both sides now and now being in the part where it's implemented what are you finding out? Is it how it was described eight months ago? <laughs> yeah, they BES did a really good job trying to explain and, and bringing it down to everybody else's level to to understand what they were trying to do. But, I mean, it all comes back to the fact that we're trying to save money for everybody. And if there's a way we can do that without going with something standardized by everybody else, it helps. I mean... Well, very good. Now, I live out of the out in the country, four miles north of here. So, when the wind blows different directions, I smell every kind of clean, fresh <laughs> country air. In the lagoon situation, I I don't even know where the lagoon is in this town. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it must not must not be something where the wind blows from it, and you think, oh, that's lagoon. <laughs> you know, that's that's Lake Wayland or something. Uh, so, uh, wh- what part of town is it in? The lagoon's on the south side of town, and uh, with the stuff that we're doing, there really isn't much of a smell. It don't matter what direction the wind's out of; it just oh. you never know it's here. Well, that's a tip for tourism, right there. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's amazing. I mean, to me, uh, I commend you. If I was wearing a hat right now, I'd tip my hat to all of, <laughs> all three of you. Um, but that's very interesting. Um, and you said the bugs—they they, they want to stay warm in the winter time. Right? So how does how do you keep the bugs warm? Yeah, so this is Isaiah. Yep. Uh, typically, lagoons are are fairly deep. You know, anywhere from you know twelve to oh eight to twelve feet deep. Ours are really shallow. We're only five feet deep, so they do have a hard time staying warm in the winter. So we actually got like a, I suppose like a boiler system, on demand heater kind of system. Yep. To wow. get to try to keep water warm, and then we're not talking like. 90 degrees we're only talking keeping it up around that 45 degree range okay now because i don't know any better and this is how this is how i learn stuff can you see these bugs no no okay the first time ever that i was like hey you want to come and check this out i'm gonna go put bugs in town i was like what ew uh it reminds you of the economy size of uh, hot chocolate, hot cocoa mix. Okay. No joke. It even looks like hot cocoa mix, and it even kind of smells like a chocolatey substance. Okay, I got to ask, who tasted I, it? Who no. tasted Nobody. <laughs> okay, nobody tasted No way. It. All right. <laughs> but I actually was blown away by it. Yep. So we have a couple of boys, too, that they've gotten to witness some of it. And it's just, like I said, it's a really neat experience for everybody so to learn. how many packets of the hot, <laughs> hot chocolate-sized <laughs> bugs does it take to take care of the lagoon? I don't know what. 
we originally, when you guys started, it was every couple of days, every once a week. Yeah, I don't know what once it was. a week. I think we're doing yeah. one or two bags a week, but yeah, I don't know what that really equates so, to. Yeah. So are they like in some kind of dormant stage, and in, yep. in the, and then they get into the water, and all of it. it's kind of like a sea, uh, sea monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the That's little what sponge I, that grows. Yeah. Okay. Well, that so, is very cool. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Does anybody else have fish in their lagoon? Not for fishing purposes <laughs> at all. But another thing of the hands-on was somebody had researched it enough in the company to know, is it koi? Yes, we put uh, 17 koi fish in our lagoons last fall, and uh, they survived the winter, and yeah. they are up and growing. But they, the reason we put them in was to help control duckweed Okay. On top of the lagoons. Okay. Um, not that they'll really diminish a problem, but, you know, they may prolong it from getting started or continue right. to eat it all year long. So Now, in a setting like that, will koi reproduce? You know, I just from my own research on the Internet, there's a chance that they will. Okay. They may not. So there's a lot going on at the Whaling Lagoon. <laughs> yeah. And actually, our third cell on a really nice, clear day, you can see them. Oh, yeah. I like, count, that's I count how clear our third cell is. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we've got six in cell three. <laughs> so, on, when, th- when the water gets to the third cell, yep. what happens at that point? Does it just... It wh- makes sure just, that it meets all code yeah. before it keeps going on down the line. Okay. okay. Final clarifying. Yep. It's it's uh, this time of year, even throughout most of the summer, it's clear. I mean, you can see yep. the bottom. Okay. We're only, I think the third cell is actually only three feet deep. So you can see clear down to the bottom. Yeah. Being a kid in the mud puddle in your driveway, you know, filling up a water bottle with dirty gravel water is dirtier than cell three water. Wow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, there you go. Now, is this something that an uh, interested citizen could ever have a tour of? Um, you know, I don't know why not. Yeah. I would definitely say, so our residents here in town that pay for utilities before you get to the lagoon have the option to put their yard waste away. So, like, during the summer, if you've got corn on the cob, you know, watermelon rinds and so forth, there's an area down there where we have for compost and stuff. Um, beyond that point, we really, you know, per DNR, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't really want everybody just kind of meandering around. But absolutely, if anybody is interested or intrigued by what's going on and, you know, where their dollars are going, uh, yeah, yep. give us a call. So we'll should, they, a trip. <laughs> should they call, ask for Aaron or Isaiah? or? Oh, well, or they can call, call me City at the Hall. office okay. at uh, 256-3276, and I will set up an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. With one of the guys. Very good. Well, this is this is really interesting stuff. I, I had no idea today. <laughs> When I started my day, that right. I would be talking about the Wayland Lagoon and sitting in the sitting in the city council chambers, but this has really been cool. It's is there something more I should have asked about from either one of you three, or maybe some things that I've asked that you regret I've asked? Uh, uh, but is there anything that we should have touched on that I didn't? Um, I don't know. Well, I guess that's the end result of our water. The beginning result is we're a very fortunate town to have a well that's still in operation. Currently is being maintenanced. Um, Our other fortunate factor, again, I don't know numbers on it, but 
we actually have two water systems. So we run regularly on our well water until we have a maintenance situation. And then we're able to flip it on over to Rathbun rule water, okay. which we are currently on at the moment. Um, now, I know there's a couple rural water systems right yep. around here. There's Wapolo. Wapolo and, and Rathbun are our closest. Okay. Yeah. And, and Wayland goes with Rathbun. We're with Rathbun. Okay. Yeah. Um, which ultimately actually comes from Mount Pleasant. Okay. <laughs> so it's really an interesting factor, well, I guess. you think about the piping <laughs> yep. that is yeah. in place to make yep. that happen is, right? is incredible. I mean, we're talking miles and miles yeah. to deliver. Yeah. And all a person has to do is turn on their... They turn the handle on their sink, and they've got it instantly. And they have it. Yeah. And it's clean. It's and yeah. It's clean amazing. And safe. And yeah, it's clean and safe before it ever gets to your faucet. Now, the water tower, um, how does that all, as far as the location of the well to the water tower, are they very close? Are they right on the same spot? Yep. Right our, on our um, back door. water <laughs> tower and our well are probably, what, 50 feet? 50 feet. 50 yeah. feet apart from each other. So. Yeah. so how deep is the well? Our well is 20, 1,900 feet. Wow. Down to the door. And our casing goes down to 1,400 feet, and our well pump is sitting about 360, 360 mm-hmm. 360 feet down. That's amazing. Yep. That's amazing. And then, okay, I've got to ask, how tall is the water tower? <laughs> I don't know. The water tower, I believe... Well, we can do some math to figure yeah. it out. We run it. It's tall uh, enough, I don't want to climb. Math is our friend. 50, 50 PSI and every... Um, 2.41? 31. Every 2.31 feet is 1 PSI. So okay. if you do the math, what are we, 100 and... Did you say 50 was the number? Yeah. Times the... Yeah. Um, 50 times 2.31. I'm going to have to take my... Yeah. I'm going to have to take my... Take my boots off here and use my toes. <laughs> well, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. I mean, just uh, 115, so 120 feet probably. 120 yeah. foot up there. Well, it's a wonderful water tower. I mean, it, yeah. you know, it's just got the nice name of Wayland right yeah. on it. It doesn't. You know, nothing. Nothing says you know small town Iowa like having the water tower yeah. with the name of the town, and yeah. and it's a it's it's a point of pride. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And especially with everything you folks do to make sure that it's safe and and there all the time, every day, every year. And uh, so I applaud you for that, too. So Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, They work hard to make sure that it's clean coming in and it's actually clean going out. (laughs) Well, well, if I'm sure, you know, like any kind of uh, walk of life, you don't always get the the thank yous and the compliments as you, you as many times as you hear when something goes wrong. But you got to remember, if you only get a few uh, times where something goes wrong, the less most of the time you don't hear anything. Right. You're doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Well, was there anything else? Uh, I don't know. I think. I mean, these guys work with gas too, but we're steady and flowing on that. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, we will I save the. Good. We'll save the gas questions for the next time for because day. <laughs> you're overwhelmed right now. Right? Yeah, there's a lot there, and and in memory of my dad, anytime I think oh. of gas, I can remember him saying, "Pull my finger." Oh, <laughs> yes. I, I just I don't want to go there on the podcast. Uh, too late, too late. <laughs> well, hey, thank thanks to all three of you well, today you. and uh, being part of Southeast Iowa today on Round Guy Radio. Thanks, Good to see you. Thank you. That was. 
Water Waste and Water Superintendent Isaiah Stoffer for the City of Wayland, along with Public Works employee Aaron Barnhart and Deputy Clerk of the City of Wayland, Julianne Stoffer. On this episode of Southeast Iowa Today, presented by Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankenstein it, they can fix and clean and customize it. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you, located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years, we repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa, if your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Jennifer Fagan of Neighbor Insurance has the knowledge and expertise to properly insure your auto, home, life, business, farm, and crops with a sense of urgency when it is needed most when you file a claim. Contact Jennifer at Jennifer at NeighborInsurance.com. There are big changes coming to downtown Wellman. New storefronts and Buckwalder Motors is proud to be part of those changes. You can still find that reliable family car for you or your student at Buckwalder Motors in Wellman. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. I'm your host, John Bain. Stay friendly, Southeast Iowa.